Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by these great Saskatoon businesses. Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street, Dragon's Den Games on 8th Street, MrDiceGuy.com, and Breakout Escape Rooms on Faithful Avenue. Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. I'm Ryan. I'm Ian. And on this episode, we are going to change it up a little bit. Uh, We're going to include a new segment and we uh, are featured. Usually we do a review of a, we each do a review of a board game, but this time we're going to, we're going to all dogpile on a, a particular a review of a board game, but not of a board game. Ryan, why, why don't you explain what we're going to review? I'm just going to cut to this case. We're going to review Board Game Arena. Ha-cha-cha-cha! <laughs> Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street in Saskatoon. They're the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Book Store in Canada, and they were also nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award, presented at Comic-Con. Welcome back. Let's get straight to uh, games of late. What have you been playing kind of thing? Um, uh, Ryan, let's, uh, let's well, get it, you started it, it, on this. It, it's, been, it's been quite a while since our last, uh, our last outing. But uh, yeah, this, this, whole, this whole new world that we've been kind of living in for the past little bit, I've gotten a lot of games in. I don't know about you guys, but I, we, we ended up, it was slow at start trying because when we were trying to figure out our whole new routine but then we actually got into like a nice groove and as soon as we like depleted our pvr yeah. <laughs> of tv shows and whatnot um yeah no jen and i've been doing a lot we, we actually went back to the classics cool lately cool. like we've been doing like um like the castles of burgundy uh, we've been playing Stone Age. We've been um, exploring Alhambra because I got the big super duper mega box with like 42 module expansions inside of it. And so we've been exploring that. Uh, Takanoko, Dominion. Uh, we've been doing with all those all those classic games that kind of where we, where we started, we kind of went back to again. Well, ha- having a board game collection of like 300 games kind of got me prepared. <laughs> <laughs> for for a pandemic world i've got entertainment up the wazoo here <laughs> awesome uh, other things we've been doing um regan uh, our four-year-old um he's really been getting into gaming lately and so um like he with modified rules we can play uh ticket to ride and we can play king domino with him which has been really really cool um he always he always has to play a game before he goes to bed so like tonight we played kick domino like for the one millionth time in the past cool. one week so when you say modified rules is he the one modifying it <laughs> and you just do whatever he um, says kind of like, like we have to make a square well we don't have to make a square dad we can we can do it however we wanted 
my play, I played Horrified. Um, uh, Horrified is a, um, Oh yeah, the Prospero Hall thing, where where there's not really a designer name. It's more of a group of designers from, I think it's the Funko Company. I learned from uh, uh, the last Ludology episode, where uh, basically a team of designers um, are collaboratively creating all of these games. And and I mean, what a list of games to come out with: a villainous uh, Jaws, Top Gun, Wonder Woman. Um, the Shining is one that I've seen um, uh, come out lately, but this one, Horrified, it's a uh, it's a cooperative game, which is uh, because of this whole social isolation. I've been playing a lot of solo stuff, so uh, it, this is a uh, cooperative game where the the um, uh, I think it's the United Artists or the Universal Monsters, the classics like Frankenstein. Uh, the, the mummy, uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. There's, there's a whole kind of slew of monsters that uh, the general idea of this is they, uh, you select three monsters of this set of monsters, then they're invading this small town. And uh, uh, you, solo-wise, or a group of you, um, uh, do whatever you can to eradicate this town of all these monsters. And it's very much your, like your cooperative game where there's an event, everybody takes a turn, and at the end of the turn, there's an event deck that comes in, the monsters move, uh, certain events happen, villagers come out that you have to help escort. Uh, those villagers will give you uh, specialty cards that are one-off kind of uh, um, uh, special advantage cards. And uh, I mean, as far as a, as far as a cooperative experience goes, um, it was, it's a lot of fun. This is one of my little favorite I refer to some of the games lately for solo gaming as uh, you've got your little uh, cotton candy kind of junk food games and you've got your sit down and, and have, a, have a long kind of well played out thought kind of game. And this one kind of fits in the middle there where, where it's still a real fun challenge, but it's not over the top in regards to its, com its complexity, but there's a lot of fun choices. So yeah, that's horrified. Um, you're not playing as the monsters you're playing against the monsters yeah yeah you're playing as uh there's a um i think about eight different kind of uh um characters that you could play that each have a specialty bonus i don't want to use i mean everybody always compares it to pandemic um where you have you know each character has a little specialty thing it does but i mean they've both that's been a really good model to borrow from for a lot of these um, uh, cooperative games. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what they do. Each each person that you uh, become, your avatar has a special skill and has action points, and uh, you basically use up those action points either moving, uh, picking up stuff, uh, doing uh, making an action at one of the monsters' layers to defeat this monster, and uh, yeah, I mean it's it's that whole. If you've played cooperative games before, you will slide easily into this game going, oh, yeah, it borrows from this game and this game and this game. So, yeah, it was, uh, it's definitely a game that, that's, that's hitting the table more frequently than not. So that's, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm having fun. So, Ian, passing it off to you, what's, uh, what's one of your uh, games of late? Hmm. Well, I haven't really got to play a whole lot because um, it's just me and my wife, and so we can only do two player. Um, and I find there's an exponential curve between how fun two player games are and then three. <laughs> I really feel that way. But um, one that I played actually 
I played for the first time on Board Game Arena. My Matt, my friend Matt, he um, wanted me to play this game, so we tried it out, Lagrangia. And I loved it so, so much that I went out and found a copy and bought it. And so my wife and I have tried that out. That's a great game. Mm. It's, um, it's, I, often, I often say if Steph, Stefan Feld and Uwe Rosenberg had a child, it would be this game. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, yeah. But there's a lot of like neat little pockets to it like um the fact that your card can be used in four different ways and and just all the way that all comes together and how you use your goods and those little crates that you can use for bonus actions it's a slick game i like it the uh, i love the player board that's uh yeah. I, I don't usually gush about player boards but this one is just so so much fun because like you said that card can use in four different manners so it's just like it's like a candy store of options yeah. ryan you liked lagranja just as much and you went out and bought your own game too didn't you yeah ian beat me to the punch he <laughs> bought it from amazing stories and just as i was like hey jeff do you have a copy of lagranja he's like i just sold it I'm like <laughs> to who and then ian's like i picked up a copy of lagranja from from amazing stories I'm like, it oh, was you're you the <laughs> That's good. But then that's I managed to find a copy sniping. on a, Yeah, now I'm really happy about that. That's that just <laughs> But I found a copy on the on a board game geek auction. Cool. Yeah, cool. but still, I'm the one who bought locals, so <laughs> yeah. support, support <laughs> local. Because you beat me to the Okay, well Ryan. Oh, uh, oh Jeff's gonna oh. Je- Jeff's gonna Jeff's gonna get a good chunk of my money uh, coming tomorrow when he opens up again. Oh, oh I'm frothing. <laughs> Um, uh, I, uh, I did, I did some solo gaming and I see here on the show notes here that you've got some solo gaming that you did. You want to talk about any of that there, Ryan? Sure. I'll, I'll just pick one. I, I, I've got it on here. Like I've been playing Arkham Horror living card game. People know I've already, I like playing Arkham Horror. So of course, but another one that I've been really been able to deep dive into is Tainted Grail. Oh, which is I've a been really seeing cool... that on Twitter which is kind of like a really cool like open world sandbox type of thing where you do have an ultimate goal of what you want to do, but how you get there is going to be completely different depending on the characters that you've chosen to play as, um, the paths you have taken to go to certain places. Um, it comes with a great big book that's a, that kind of like a journal. Like you go to a location and you have to open up this book and all of a sudden it says, Okay, now it's choose your own adventure. Do you have this skill? Nope. Do you have this? Nope. Do you have, oh yeah, you got this. So I read this passage and then I have to start choosing to do things and people that I encounter and, oh, it's got so many good things. And all it is, is just a a bunch of cards on the table. Very similar in the gameplay to like a a gameplay, a game called uh, Seventh Continent where the whole terrain is made up by cards and then you just go to these locations and you take actions and then you're just trying to survive. Same thing here, but I like the story because it's kind of like this really dark Arthurian legend. And, and the, the really kind of cool thing is that there's these, the heroes, like the King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table have went out and they're missing. And so now you have to go out. And then, so then another band of heroes went out and they went missing. So now it's you. You're the third string. <laughs> the, now you're going to go out and try to figure out what's, what's happening and everything. And uh, there's 
the base game has like 15 chapters to play through. I'm on chapter eight. Holy crows. Just, and, and just on that too, chapter eight, getting up to chapter eight, I've already put in about 35, 40 hours <laughs> of this game. And it's just kind of, but it's got a really easy save system as in like, oh, I'm going to take a break now. So I just kind of like record a couple things on a, on a player sheet. And then you just tuck all the cards and all the cards that you have in play into like this little save compartment in the box. And you just kind of do it in a certain order so that when you go to play it out again, you just fold it out again and then you just continue on going on. Like set up and take down of the game is only like maybe five minutes. Cool. Yeah, and the gameplay is so cool. Like, there's a lot of people that complain about it that it gets like kind of like grindy, where you have to like, grind out resources to keep going, and then oh, you like spend like an hour, you have to just grind out some resources so you can keep going, kind of like a, you know, like those RPG type video games. But as more, I was yeah. say, this sounds more and more like a video game. The more <laughs> talking about it, but save times and grinding and. Yeah, I'm just it, it really it literally is. And then they're they're actually gonna make a I think they're talking about making a video game adaptation of of this system. Now I this is just the the, the core box. Like I've got the, the they got the second wave of expansions coming in because I backed the Kickstarter. And so they got the second wave of like um three more campaigns coming that I could play through. Right on. So that's kind of also why I that's why kind of why I want to play through it so that I can actually go and do the other campaigns. <laughs> nice. Cool. And it can be played up to four players, but they say the best experience is just with one and two players. Yeah, that's usually the case with the narrative styles. Right on. So uh so Tainted Grail, it's it's really good. I really enjoy it. Cool. Well, um, uh, I, I know you have this game, Ryan, and I, and I just couldn't wait to, to, to like have it because everybody kept talking about, you know, I kept reading all these, you know, top solo games, top solo games, and this one kept popping up on everybody's list. So I had to go and buy Spirit Island. Um, Spirit Island designed by our Eric Roos, uh, published by Greater Than Games. Uh, it is, plays one to four. Um, and I bought it because it is highly, it's one of those highly rated solo games. And um, uh, I, it, it is I think uh, a highly, I think it's just it's, a highly rated game overall. I've never, I've not, I've yet to hear anybody um, say ill of this game at all. So basically, uh, depending on your player account, you are, are basically the spirit uh, protecting an island and its inhabitants, the, ah, um, oh, the, 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 Oh, I can't remember the name slipping again, the, the Ruhan or something like that. Um, but uh, it's basically um, uh, the anti-colonial game where you're the spirits of the island and you're trying to protect the uh, indigenous inhabitants from colonization and waves and waves of colonization. And, 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 and I mean, I'm not a math guy, but I'm going to use a math word. It feels like they exponentially reproduce it's just you it's just insane i've not i've yet to win this game but the moment i'm done i'm compelled to play it again again because the puzzle is so um um i mean so dynamic from from one play to the next just because of the different boards that you use the different configurations of the of the territories uh the different setup structure 
Um, I've soloed um, as one spirit and I've soloed as two spirits and go, doing that jump from controlling one spirit to two spirits and having the double uh, um, a volume on the, on the player or, or on the, the game board. Wow. Does that just turn everything onto uh, 11 uh, as far as gameplay goes? Uh, I'm having so much fun with this game. I know you have it, and I, but I don't know if you've played it in a long time. And I don't know, Ian, if you've played it before, but wow, yeah, I have. this. I've played it a couple times. Yeah. So what do you, what are your, I mean, I've only played solo. What are you guys' thoughts uh, with like uh, more than one player? Because I'm totally digging this game and it's, and it's, uh, it's rightfully praised by everybody that I've done, uh, you know, with my research. So yeah, it's really interesting. It's like, you said we always compare it to pandemic, but this is like pandemic on steroids, right? Because <laughs> it really feels like it, you're just being overwhelmed. But one thing I find really interesting is how much harder it is at the beginning of the game. Because once you actually start getting your engines working and each player has got their own little skills, even though it seems like there's exponential growth of the colonists, because you're, as long as you're doing well, because you're becoming more equipped to deal with them, it actually feels like the game's getting easier and easier as it goes, which is something that's kind of rare for a board game. Like, that doesn't, it seems like usually it gets really, really tough if you're going to lose, which, <laughs> you know, on the really tough games. But yeah, I like yeah. it a lot. I think it's really neat. Yeah, like you said, it's it's been a few years because um, I won a copy of this um, from our, our friends Boards Alive. Uh, what they they did a contest uh, a number of years ago to win a copy of it, and, and I, I remember I played I played it quite a bit when I first got it. Um, and I've been trying to remember like when you when you purchased it, I've been trying to go back and like reread the rule. I'm like, I remember this thing. I remember having like, like a bunch of little moving parts and the card play and trying to get the certain synergies and getting things going. And I I, I haven't gotten back to. Um, figuring it all out again but uh definitely now that i know that you can maybe we should do like a like a an online like a skype call like a, a online play i'll have my board set up you can have your board set up and i mean we both moving the pieces at the same time well that's one thing i wanted to close on was was um because i've played by myself um and and two spirits but the synergy if you have more than two spirits the synergy with those spirits that you know, one can set them up and one can knock them down kind of thing. Or I, I, that's what I, I, I'm so, uh, I'm so fired up to see and explore. Like I, I barely touched the surface on this game. So uh, Spirit Island, Ian, hand it off to you. Good one. Um, have you guys ever played the Crayon Real games? I've heard of them. The, you know what they are? So are those those things that you get at, you get at like Boston Pizza for your kids to play? With? <laughs> <laughs> no, those yeah, those are food, those are uh, yeah placemats. It was my birthday a few weeks ago, and so <laughs> obviously there's not much you can do on your birthday, and so so Kimberly asked what I wanted to do. Well, I wanted to play Euro Rails because it's a longer game, and but it's one of my absolute favorite games, and for a long time I considered it my favorite game. And you're it's a train game. You have to connect cities and then your train moves and delivers goods to cities for money. But the, you make your rails with actual crayons. You're actually drawing on the board. It's got an erasable board. Um, we only ever play two players. It can play up to like six. You would never want to play that. That's insane. 
but I, it's just it's just a nice relaxing way to spend an evening. I love the Crayon Rail games. We have Euro Rails, which is set in Europe, and then the Empire Builder is the original one, and that one's set in North America. And they don't have Saskatoon on there. They have Regina on the map, not Saskatoon. I'm flipping my table yeah, right now. The capital. <laughs> but yeah, I love Euro Rails. It's a classic. Oh, cool. Yeah, I just pulled it up here on BGG, and yeah, it's got a really nice little aesthetic to it. So what's the, what's the kind of shtick mechanism to it? It's very basic pick up and deliver the the fun part is actually building your network right because it's it's not like something like steam uh where you know there's set routes and like that you can you can go anywhere you want you can make your rails go anywhere you want you just got to pay for it right you can send it all the way to the end of spain you can send it up to norway um but just that kind of openness is what what i love about it so much Neat. Completely decide where you want your network to be. You said pick up and delivery, and I immediately went, what? <laughs> Norm, you got enough pick up and delivery game. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Dragon's Den Games, located in the Louis VIII Mall on 8th Street in Saskatoon. Swing by Dragon's Den Games and let Darren, Al, and the awesome staff help you out in search for great board games, role-playing games, miniature systems, and all of the related accessories. Be a part of their gaming communities that have scheduled events in their great gaming area. Dragon's Den Games, Louis VIII Mall on 8th Street in Saskatoon. And we are back. Thank you for continuing to listen. Um, uh, we're going to, well, thank you for staying on this long. Um, we're going to start off, we're going to start off a segment that's, uh, that's uh, brand new and it's uh, the new, like a news on a topic of interest. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be our official thing so far, but we'll come up with something. Um, uh, Brian. Brian, you've got some pretty interesting news I see here. I, th I think I think we've decided that I think I'm going to be the news guy. Um, so during this whole pandemic thing, um, the BGG Golden Geek Awards were handed out. Congratulations to Wingspan for winning Best Podcast. I mean, <laughs> everything else, everything underneath the sun. I did not see that coming by a long shot, but. Uh, I don't know. I have the, this year was kind of really my 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 sticking point about the 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 Golden Geek Awards. Uh, I don't know. There are the whole system like how a game gets nominated. It's kind of weird because it's kind of like it's a kind of like open. It's open to the community to the community nominates the games for the categories. So like for example, the one that really kind of really drove me a little bit bonkers was that Wingspan won most innovative game yeah on there's BGG. there's nothing innovative about that engine building system is the only innovative thing is that it was about birds yeah theme it was the first of its theme, theme right? the, 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 <laughs> yeah but this was a but this, this was a probably like, wingspan was an extremely popular game last year extremely like it was like selling out print run after print run and people are talking about it and the game is available in like pet shops where they sell birds and stuff like that. And it's like, it went, went bonkers. Um, I don't know. I think 
just BGG overall? Do they have to kind of do a something where they kind of like, they have to be able to filter the games that get nominated into some of these categories. Just my two cents. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about this because I could probably spend an hour <laughs> ranting and raving about it. I'm and and you had mentioned. Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. No, because I, I was just going to say, and even there, there was a, there was a, there was a short list of winner. Um, Norm mentioned a, a, one of the. I didn't actually look at the podcast winners. Oh, it was, I think uh, it was heavy cardboard won yeah. won the best overall. Yeah, which is well, which is well deserved because heavy cardboard's got an amazing podcast. Yeah, oh yeah, congratulations to them. And the, it, uh, but you my, said that one of the shortlist ones had. They only had six episodes and and like random. It was there was. I mean, you would think that that something that made the shortlist or runners up would have uh, you know a, a bit more of a track record than six episodes. So right away, I, I thought, oh man, this is just a popularity contest. But I have to I have to listen to them. Maybe it's really those those six episodes are probably really quality content. I don't know. I have to listen to it. <laughs> I I I mean, I have listened to them and. And there's, it's, it's, there's nothing revolutionary. There's nothing that, you know, it's sort of like, oh, wow, this completely sets itself apart from everybody else. It's, I mean, it's just the same kind of typical format that all of these uh, podcasts have been kind of using. So, yeah, no, I mean, absolutely have a listen to it and make it, make an opinion. But I, I just kind of thought, oh, wow, that's, that's uh, interesting. And I think it's because they have a YouTube channel and they have notoriety, more notoriety as uh, video reviewers than they do as podcasters. So I think that's, oh, so they, they're riding on their own coattails kind of thing, right? So, so like if they had a con, if they had a category for like YouTube content. Yeah, then I'd be fine with that. They, but they, yeah, it's, it's sort of like, it's sort of like uh, uh, an actor who puts out a music album. And wins the Grammy so just, for it. So just change the category to uh, content creators. And Absolutely. There, we're, there we go. Yeah. Or have two categories. Yeah. Yeah. Or have two categories. It, it's, I don't know. Or, BGG's kind of stuck in their ways. <laughs> I'll be honest with you though, Ryan. I'm kind of looking at back at the old winners for for the Golden Geek Awards. Okay. And man, I don't know. They kind of nail it every year. Like, if you're thinking about the games that really end up standing out, I mean, Wingspan is absolutely that game. Now, when you say team. standing out, do you mean from a, from a monetary sales point of view or from... I just mean from a notoriety point of view. Hype kind of... that really no, makes an impression. Yeah. I'm, it's, we've got Root the next year, Gloomhaven the year before that, like Scythe the year before that. These are the games, if you were to say... They're still what do you hot. think would be the top game in 2016? You'd probably say, well, I guess Terraforming Mars was that year too, but you'd say Terraforming Mars or Scythe. I mean, they're picking pretty good winners. I don't know. I'm kind of on board with this. <laughs> well, I'm not going to argue that as far as I'm not gonna, I, Yeah. But the category classification, like you said there, Ryan, of uh, innovative or I think, <clears throat> didn't they win best card game? And I'm like, well, well, that's. Well, they, they are a card game. It is a card game. No, but but I mean, I'm not going to argue with yeah, that. Yeah, no, but I I just just from my own memory, it was like they 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 won like multiple categories, and some of them are aren't arguable at all, right? But then some are kind of like, well, how did they get into this category, and how did they win it, right? So, 
And I could be just no, be playing it, it devil's was, advocate. I, I, the, the, that's just that's just the thing to it. It was just that uh, wingspan in all its glory. Congratulations to Stonemaier Games, oh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Hargrave, and all that. It was a fantastic that Sobel's game. Art like, is awesome in that game too. Yeah, it was a fantastic game. It was just that it, it won categories that I didn't think it was going to ever win. Like I would not like if if I say wingspan, do you say solo game? It won best solo game. <laughs> of of the of the year that that was that was just another that was just another example it was just uh but maybe maybe there are people out there that just play just the solo game i don't know yeah but you know what weirdly enough hugh jackman wolverine does broadway musicals (laughs) (laughs) so you can't categorize it you can't you can't pigeonhole anything here I'm I'm done with this topic. I'm probably going to get a whole bunch of flack. People have probably already hate me. Oh, I uh, I see what you mean. Like, there's some definitely some questionable stuff on here. Um, but like, yeah, it, innovative it, it, is the it, one that stands it, out for sure. As long as the mind doesn't win anything it's, anymore, it's not even a game. <laughs> as far as maybe, it was just maybe podcast, this year. As far as the best this podcast year, award, oh, yep. even looking at those past winners. That one almost seems like a, it's your turn. It's time for you to win this award. Well, that's because what they say. Look back, yeah. yeah previous if you win it, you can't win it. Yeah. Previous really winners can't be nominated. Yeah. Like the Dice Tower obviously was the first winner to that. That makes sense. Secret Cabal was right after that. Like those are the two biggies, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It kind of seems like it's a... Maybe it's an achievement you know, award. You put out a lot of years of this... Good job. And Heavy Cardboard, I think, is a very worthy winner. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. gosh, yes. Yeah. I've lost lots of my money because of Heavy Cardboard. <laughs> I've, I've learned a lot of Vital Lacerda games uh, uh, because of Heavy Cardboard. <laughs> um, okay, so we've already move, spent way more time on move, this than I, than I thought. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm more curious about your next topic here, the, uh, the small world uh, shtick. What? What? You mean you have not been asking for the combination of small world and world of warcraft ever i, I don't I, yeah um, i don't do either maybe of those. If this was maybe if this was ryan like eight or nine years ago <laughs> eight or nine years ago but like hey oh yeah small world and world world warcraft what yeah okay i'll, I'll buy that that's so days of wonder people t- the, i don't hear got- people talking about world of warcraft anymore are they actually going to put this out yeah, no, it's coming. It's coming yeah. in the summertime here. Oh, I think they've even set a release date. I ha- I don't have it here. They've got cover art. They've got MRSP. Yeah, it's coming out. Well, you know what? It, they, it, it, they it's did, a thing. They did Catan and Game of Thrones. And I mean, a lot of people said that it was a half-decent game. So who knows? I'm it's not a, a big, big small world for Phase of Wonder, though. Like, that's a, that's a pretty big property. That, that, is, that is a massive IP. But it is as, a massive IP. But as you did point out, it's from the past, though, right? So maybe this maybe is its World new of Warcraft. Infusion. Maybe I'm just out of touch. Am I out of touch <laughs> with the times? Is World of Warcraft still a thing? Like, I teach in high school. I don't hear anybody talking about World of Warcraft. No Fortnite, maybe, but not yeah. So, so this is so. your little, you're a little gobsmacked with this one, aren't you? Well, I kind of want it because I have everything else small world. <laughs> we're, if we're going to go back to the oh, expansion no. episode. Oh, damn. oh, there we go. There we go. But it was like, it was like, 
the original Small World has orcs in it. Small World, um, Small World of Warcraft also has orcs, but with a different power. Like, yeah. The the thing with Small World, what made Small World appealing was that they took the most generic fantasy stuff, and you know, made it funny, and then you could put spins on it. I think once they started getting to the expansions, they get ridiculous. That kind of took away from that a little bit. And I think this is definitely going to take away from that. I don't know. I'm not interested. Yeah. Cool. I, I'm, I love I'm, Small yeah, World. But... I think I'm more excited. Yeah, we'll, we'll, to, we'll see about it. I'm more excited to talk about the next topic, Brian. Yeah, the one that just came out today. Yeah. Like news breaking today on May 18th, the time of this recording. And I feel the so... The Spiel and Kenner Spiel de Jars nominations were released. I feel so dumbfounded. Well, this is like the first year. I'm like, usually I've played a number of these games. I know, right? I've only, play, I've only played one of them. Um, I've heard so, of one of them. <laughs> So yeah, so the uh, Spiel and Kenner Spiel de Jars. So the Spiel nominations were My City by Reiner Kinizia, Nova Luna by Uwe Rosenberg, and Pictures by Daniela and Christian Stroh. I have not heard of Pictures. No, um, neither have I. I have no information about it. Nova Luna is an okay tile-laying abstract puzzly type game i was kind of surprised that it was a nomination like we like it okay i own it it it's it's it feel it feels the the niche there my city is a very interesting game that's been on my radar because it's supposed to be a um kind of like a like a like a sim city city building legacy type game and it's reiner it's reiner yeah yeah, it's a Kinesia, and like this will be like the first time that the Spiel, not the Kenner Spiel, but the Spiel would be a a, a legacy um, nomination. Like Pandemic Legacy Season One won the Kenner Spiel, um, the when when it was when it was around, but that was the Kenner, not the uh, not the actual Spiel. Yeah, which is supposed to be the German Game of the Year. Yeah. Um. They had. They also had like some runners up here, like Color Brain, Draftosaurus, Fox in the Forest. Fox in the Forest kind of surprised me because that's an older game now. Is that, like, do they mean Rush. duets though? Because duets came out. Maybe this they year. did. I but think they that... didn't put duet. It just said Fox yeah. in the Forest. Um, the Kenner Spiel nominations were Cartographers, Role Player Tale, The Crew, and The King's Dilemma. Now, all these games. I've been on my watch list as in like, Ooh, that sounds really interesting. Ooh, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, Especially own, the crew. I own cartographers and, and, and yeah, it's awesome. The crew. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I think I agree it, with everything you're going to say. Well, it's, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a scenario based trick taking game where it's like you're cooperative. It's cooperative trick taking game where you have to meet your mission's goal, but your mission's goal is that like, Hey, I when I'm taking tricks, I need to be able that I collect this card. Like mm-hmm. I need to have this card in my hand at the end of the game. And Ian might also have a thing that says I have to also have um, the most of this suit by the end of this game. And if we all meet our goals, we get we successfully complete the mission. We get to go on to the next mission type of trick taking. And they say it comes with fifty, like five zero fifty missions to play through. Yeah, yeah. 
which is kind of cool. Sounds really crazy. And like the MSRP on this thing is like 20 bucks. Like it's supposed to be just a small little card yeah. game with a little booklet of missions that you have to play through. Well, the cartographers is a small thing too. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, the cartographers takes, uh, I would say cartographers takes that silver and gold, uh, um, uh, polyomino fill out space kind of thing. It takes it to the next level by giving it a narrative backstory oh, in, yeah. in the world of that role player and lock up. Um, uh, so that's so like, that's, the, like kind of like the, the flip and fill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty cool. I, I like it. It has that, uh, the same scoring mechanism as, um, the, uh, the other, uh, um, Isle of Sky, where it's like on the first round, it's AB on the second round, BC scores. And on the third round, um, CD and on the fourth round, DA card scores. So you have, you have all these variabilities as you're going. So uh, it makes it for, there's a lot of change up and there's a lot of uh, uh, quick decisions to make. So um, I'm a big fan of cartographers. Uh, the crew, I agree. I've heard so many cool things about the King's Dilemma. I saw the Shut Up and Sit Down review and, and it just made my brain go, this sounds fun. Well, I just listened to um, our, um, our, uh, um, cohorts in Saskatchewan here, the uh, of Dyson Men, just released their newest episode as well of their podcast, and they were talking about they were playing King's Dilemma um, via like 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 kind of like a play by forum type thing with email and whatnot during during these times and everything. It, it really sounds like a neat experience. I actually just listened to that today too. Yeah, yeah like it sounds like it turn a day or something. They're doing something weird like that, hey? Yeah, and it's just kind of like a simple thing where you're leaders of a house and some sort of dilemma is facing the king of that time and you have to vote whether or not this certain scenario is going to like, you know, it's going to be like a thumbs up, thumbs down type thing and you can influence people with money and fame and whatnot and i think there's a whole bunch of asymmetrical objectives and powers too like some families are driven by this and other families are driven by something else which narratively drives the story i've heard some people talk about um it being a pardon me being a fun role-playing experience too yeah that's kind of like what i got out of it too and um our good friend um Rob from Metal Meeple and Beer, um, he's been playing it. He's been playing it too. Uh, I've been following his Twitter. Uh, they've been playing it via Zoom for for the past little while too. So it just it just it just seems interesting. Do I have any predictions of what's going to win? Uh, no, because I I haven't played. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't played it. Um, if I was going to do a guess, maybe this this uh will be the first year that a, a legacy game wins the spiel in, in that my city. It just has a cool description to it. And maybe it's just going to be like, that's something new. Yeah. That kind of like breaks the mold for like Nova Luna doesn't do anything new. It is. It's not groundbreaking. It's a good game. It's not groundbreaking though. Well, and I looked up at this pictures and it says it's a deduction party game. Uh, each player simultaneously tries to copy a picture with one of five different materials, building blocks, sticks and stones, icon cards, color cubes. Uh, each player decides which of the 16 displayed pictures has been copied. The game ends after five rounds. Um, it sounds pretty straightforward. I, I'm not one, I'm not a big 
um, social deduction kind of, well, that's not really a social deduction either. I don't know. This is just such a weird thing. Yeah, it, it is. Now that now, now I was more interested in the, uh, in the, um, re- the, the recommendations from the Kenner spiel, like that had paladins of the West kingdom was a recommended underwater cities was a recommendation for Kenner spiel. I can see why underwater cities wasn't because that's a little bit, probably a little bit meatier yeah. of a game that usually, that usually gets nominated into this category. Well, then it's a game that can go two and a half plus hours. And that's usually not one of these, you know, spiel games. Cause that's a long haul game. So, so that was our look at the news this time around. Yeah. All right. Golden Geek Awards, New Days of Wonder, and the Spiel nominations. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by MrDiceGuy.com. Saskatoon's first online board game store, MrDiceGuy.com, carries a large selection of the newest titles and a great selection of the classics and the current favorite board games for you and your family. Check out their used and previously played games for sale and pick up a great game for a great price at MrDiceKai.com. And we're back from that little intermission prelude. We're going to find some music for that. <laughs> um, uh, so we're on to the, uh, the featured review. And uh, um, uh, I'm going to hand it off to you guys because you have way more uh, depth of knowledge and experience talking about this feature than I do. I've, I've, I'm, I'm happy with it. I played it. But uh, if, if it's going to be a deep dive, then I'm going to let you guys play in the deep end of the pool. So uh, um, Ryan and Ian take it away sure so i think we're we decided that instead of doing like a deep dive of an actual board game because we've been kind of playing what we've had in our collections already um but we have been in this time of social isolation and whatnot um discover rediscover this uh notion of online board gaming and there's a number of different sites out there but one that's kind of really got kind of like stuck with me and and i think Ian, you kind of just kind of started into this. Have you, have you, well, we're, yeah. we're talking about board game arena yeah. and, and, and this is, you're, you're kind of, you're kind of new, you were newer into board game arena. Uh, yeah. A few months, you know, I, yeah. I joined up before, before the pandemic, but yeah, it's only lately that I've, the last couple of months I've really been playing a lot. Yeah. Like I, I, I've been active for quite some time and, it has been a platform that I've went in every now and then I'm like, Oh, there's nothing going on. There's, there's not a game night. Um, Jen's tired. She's going to just going to watch a TV show. I kind of want it, but I don't want to set up a board game for myself. I don't want to do a solo mode. So I'll just go online and I'll play a game every now and then. So board game arena, if you're not familiar with it by now, which I now think like what 70,000 people now know about what board game arena is. Um, it's just an online platform for playing board games digitally. Uh, the interface is designed so that it's, it's, it's not open. Um, the games are programmed to, to follow the rules, so you can't cheat and you can't do things that you're not supposed to do. Um, so most of the time, it's just kind of, you know, you just you kind of point and click on an action or something like that, and then you have to confirm your, your, your manner or something like that. 
Um, it's free. It's absolutely 100% free to create an account and start playing. Um, some features are only accessible to users who pay for a premium membership. So like I'm a premium member now, um, just because I wanted access to some, some of these other features. Are you a premium member, Ian? Yeah. 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 I, it, and it was, yeah, it was I, only I, like I, what, I, uh, yeah, $2, $3 a month yeah. for, and they, they just kind of just bill you all in one lump sum, which is ended up, ended up being like $34 or something like that. Um, and you just get an extra couple of things that you get to do when you're a premium member and you can play it on multiple things. You can pay it on um, your, there's like a home computer. You can play it on a laptop, a desktop computer. You can play it on your phone. You can play it on your tablet. Um, it's not an app. You have to actually go into your web browser to play it, but they've made it accessible that you can play it pretty much anywhere. Um, what's available? So currently they say they have 175 games on board game arena. That, that seems pretty impressive. crazy. Yeah. It's impressive because I only play like a select dozen or so, <laughs> but 175 is pretty impressive. So there's a very large variety, but some people are really um, um, surprised that they go on there and the game that they want to play is, is not on board game arena. Um, and that's just only because of a couple of things because board game arena, they have to have the authorization of the digital rights to, uh, from, from the game. And they also have to have a software developer to actually make the game as well. So if your game is not there, it's because of one of those two things. They don't have, they didn't get the authorization for the game or they do have the authorization of the game, but they don't have somebody to program the game. And what they do is they just kind of like contract out people. If they have a, a license, they can contract out a, a programmer to, to make up the game for, for them. So if your game is not on there, it's because of one of those two things. Um, that, that's, that's pretty much all that is. To play a game, you just Interesting because on the main page, if you scroll down to the bottom right-hand corner, they actually have a list of the games that are most asked for. Um, oh, it's not available right now. I'm pretty sure Agricola is at the top of that list, though. So that's kind of cool that they had that, I thought. And, and now it's, it's interesting too, because um, a, lot, a lot of these companies, they are like a popular game like Agricola. Agricola has an app. And I think like a, like a company like Asmodee right now would much probably much rather see revenue sales from an app rather than revenue sales from a, a website where it, most of their members are, are free members. They're, they're, there's not because you don't necessarily have to go behind a paywall to, to, to play all of the games on Board Game Arena. So, um, but on that note, Terra Mystica is on Board Game Arena and Terra Mystica has an app yeah. as well. And there, there's multiple places you can play Terra Mystica online. Um, so to play a game, you just search amongst all that are available. You can even save your favorites. You can create your account, you can save your favorites. Um, it has a really neat feature where you can play with other people at the same quote unquote skill level as you, because they kind of use this, uh, what they refer to as like an ELO ranking system. So like you, the, the more times you win at a game, you're going to get kind of like some points and kind of your, your skill level goes up. And then you can, when you create a game, you can kind of select, Hey, I only want to play with strong and expert players. Cause I'm a strong and expert player, but if I'm just a beginner, Slash a newer player, I can also set the settings that I can only just play with newer and beginner players as well. 
um, which is which is quite handy because I am neither an expert at anything. <laughs> Are you an expert at anything yet? I don't know. I've got a pretty good sushi go rating. That's all I know right now. Oh man, my can't stop rating is like through, I've been playing it in the kind of like the uh, the competitive mode, and I've yet I've, I'm almost broken into the elite. Nice. I'm at diamond. I'm at diamond, but the next level is elite, and I haven't broken the barrier. As soon as I break, wanted to break the barrier, I, I lose a game, <laughs> and I get kind of like set back, but it's kind of like neat. So um, one of the things, too, is most of these games, you don't have to know the rules. Um, there's some, some games have a t- kind of like a tutorial mode where you don't, your, your ranking's not going to get affected if you, if you end up playing the game. Of course, if you have experience with playing the physical game, it, uh, it's definitely going to help you try to understand the interface and what you have to do. Yeah. Um, but all the games um, have links to the rules so that you can, you can, you can kind of go when you can like read a digital PDF of the, or it'll take you to the board game geek page. You can even watch people play too. You can, you can become a, a spectator. You just kind of click on a game and you can just kind of just watch people play and see what's going on, which is kind of, kind of neat. I, I, I don't do that often or at all i just do if i somebody i know is playing a game i'm just want to go see what they're doing that's really the only and then thing. and then heckle them from from afar yeah although they turned they turned off you can't make comments as a spectator anymore oh um another kind of cool makes sense. that's actually probably true good 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 for you bga um, another kind of cool feature is that you can turn, uh, you can toggle off if you want to play in real time versus turn-based, which I think where a lot of people come to board game arena, they want to play in real time. They want to play the game start to finish in one sitting, which is which is not, not a bad thing. You can do this in all these other sites. Like I've made a mention, like I've got an account in at Yukata and at Buatajo, and you can play in real time with those people. Um, but it's more set up as like a kind of like a what they call a turn based where it's like hey i take a turn then i have to wait until somebody else takes their turn that could be like an hour from now that could be a day from now type thing and so like a game of can't stop which should be done in like a couple minutes could take three days to complete if it's played as turn based so a lot of people come on to board game arena to play in real time which is kind of really really kind of cool um i also got to mention here um they have that ranking thing like, oh yeah, you can play in a simple game. You can just play a game. You can play in an arena mode, which is kind of like their kind of like their competitive type thing where you can get, go up levels in rankings and you play people as your same ranking and stuff like that. And then every now and then I haven't played with this yet, but I want to try it, is that they can join tournaments for certain games. Yeah, I've never done that. Um, yeah, so I, I can't speak to the tournament play, but they have it all built in that you can play as competitively as you want. Yeah. Um, did I miss anything, Ian? Oh, that sums it up. But, but what BG Board Game Arena is? No. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm just looking. But, yep, no, I got everything. Okay, um, let's share some of our thoughts because we've been playing, I have been playing it for a little while now. You've been playing it for a little bit. We've played together a yeah. few times on this. This is actually how I enjoyed my birthday because I yeah, also had it. a 
I also had a pandemic birthday. And so uh, you and our friend uh, Lane logged in. We played a couple games. Right. Um, I enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, I, I do I, too. I, yeah, I think it's I like really the fact good for that playing with people you know too, right? Like that's, oh. they just all sign up for an account and you can play, like obviously we, and it's really easy to find your friends and to just add them onto a game. That's one thing that I love about this is I've got my friends, I just, whoever I can see who's online, I can go set up a game, click on them so that they're the only ones invited to the game and we go. It's great. Yeah. And I don't know, I, I've started like creating, like I've, I've seen um, Twitter posts of people starting to post their, 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 their handles, their usernames. And so like I, I've started generating some new friends that way too, uh, through the Twitterverse. It, 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 yeah, it, I, I, I really enjoy that part of it too. And um, if you want to play a premium game, only one person that you know has to have the premium membership to set up the premium games. Yep, that's um, right. So that's yeah, because I don't think it really explained what the premium, really all the premium thing does is that some games have a tag that are premium and you have to be a premium member to create a game. Yeah, that's right. On, on, on under, the, under those ones. If you don't, if you're not a premium member, you can still play those games, but you have to wait. Yeah. You have to wait for a game to be created and then try to lock out and, and get in. Type, yeah. type of deal. Yeah, I really like it. When um, when everything first started going down and everybody was like isolated and it was cold outside still, it was good because there's there's a group of people that I've met through Board Game Geek that were on this site. And so we kind of like created our own little group for the, those first couple of weeks and we'd go and play a whole bunch of games and kind of break the boredom of being stuck at home. It was It was great. And then I eventually got other people I knew on and yeah. Yeah, I, I like I like the fact too that with these games the the rules are built in, so like we we can't go off the rails. I can't bump pieces. I can't do anything like that. Draw cards when I'm not supposed to. Start with all my workers when I'm not supposed to. Yeah, type, all type that does is that just tells me how many rules I get wrong when I'm actually playing the games. <laughs> I have noticed so many rules mistakes that I've made from this. It's embarrassing. Almost well, yeah, every game. I know there there was a game of Lagranha that I played with Norm, where I played a card, and and then I came to the situation where I wanted to use the card's power and it said I couldn't use it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Of course I can use it. Of course I can use it. Why are you not letting me? Okay, I said this is a bug in the game. And all of a sudden I read the card closely again. I'm like, oh, it is actually doing exactly what the card <laughs> actually says, and I have been playing this card wrong for. So like I, I know what you mean there, Ian. It's like, yeah, it's pointing out to like, oh, this is the way we should have been playing this game yeah. all along. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's embarrassing. If you allow yourself uh, the uh, the idea that you've made a mistake in the past. <laughs> oh yeah, because we we we've never made a mistake playing a game ever. K two was the big one. I complete. I've played K two for years. It wasn't until I played it online that I figured out that the way I was dealing with the hand management was entirely wrong, which is a pretty core aspect. <laughs> oh. oh, that's awesome. Well, it was too. Remember, it was a game where we were playing, not on Board Game Arena, but uh, we were playing Cosmic Encounter, and I told you about the flare cards. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. no, that's not. It can't be it. Read it in the rule book. And we're like, wow. 
Yeah, I was actually right for once. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's my next point here? Oh, most games, when the end of the game happens, this one really kind of irks you a little bit, Ian. Oh, yeah, yeah. When the end of the game happens, it happens. Like, the end of the game, that final move thing, boom. It says, game's over. This is the winner. This is the loser. There's no the there's none of the buildup of okay, I gotta calculate my points for this, and then I gotta calculate my points for this, and da 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 da. And then finally we get to a winner. No, it most of the games this happens instantaneously. There's no buildup. That's what happens. some games are good at this. Carcassonne actually scores everything individually. You get to see everything play out. I really like that. Uh, but something like Seven Wonders, it's like boom, here's your score. Well, uh, race for the galaxy and roll for the galaxy do the same thing. I I'm not going to. Oh, sorry, Norm. I noticed with uh, our game of Lagranha that and all the solo plays that I played that it's like just a snap and here's your results and it, to me it, it was that feeling of okay you're done eating here's the door bye see you later exactly. <laughs> close yeah. the door behind it's like wait 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 I I wanna I wanna revel I wanna I wanna savor this game but I gotta go now okay back to main menu. <laughs> We are going to take a moment to introduce our newest sponsor, Breakout Escape Rooms and Board Game Lounge on Faithful Avenue in Saskatoon. Breakout Escape Rooms is the largest escape room facility in Saskatchewan, currently with four escape games to choose from, something for every player and every group size. In addition to their escape room games, they have an impressive board game lounge with hundreds of titles to choose from. I'm not going to bury the lead. There is no circumstance where I would choose a virtual game like Board Game Arena over a physical game with people. There's no instance that I would pick digital. Yeah. And this is a big reason why. Because you're really, you you just, you need to take that time to kind of let the game play out and see what you did and either take pride in it or... Take shame in it, <laughs> depending on how you did. And if, and, and if you're the kind of player in a group, thing. oh, sorry, if you're the kind of player in a group where where um, that's part of the fun of sitting back and going, oh, you know, on turn four when you did this, I was thinking about this, and right. and when you, yeah, that's part of the game that I love is that is that post mortem discussion of of, oh man, when you hit me, you don't realize how bad you hit me, you crippled me for the whole, game. you know, that sort of behind the scenes of, of, of the game itself. That's what I love at the end of it. And, and yeah. I, I'm with you that, that the, the, that's what I wrote in my notes is that this by far does not replace what appeals to me with board gaming is that social interaction and that tactile sense of, of, you know, flicking a card when you're thinking or tapping your board or, you know, that examination of what's out in front of you and the people watching them examine the same thing and seeing if you can hit a tell or not. Right. Even the matter of the payoff, because if I, if we take race for the galaxy, when I get those six cost cards, I'm excited to see how they're going to play out at the end, right? I'm excited to see and count them up and see just how good those cards were for me. I don't get that, right? Because all of a sudden, snap, here's my total score. Seven wonders, you go through every category, everyone reads out what they get, say, what? You got 50 in the science cards? How did you do that? You lose all that. It just gets lost. 
Yeah. But that said, there are there are some games that are actually kind of. I think they're catching on. Carcassonne was a good one. I can't remember the newer ones. It's it's the newer games that they've recently added. Yeah. That are kind of like like King Domino does really well in right. the in the categories of the different land types too. I'm gonna to piggyback on Norm's thing of the the tactile. I missed the tactile thing. I've been a card player, my for most of my for most of my gaming career, and I missed the flicking of the might be shuffling and playing with my hand of cards. <laughs> yeah, and I missed the shuffling of the cards and my card. For me personally, it in the feel of the card sleeves <laughs> on some on, on most of my games. I I missed that. I I I I do miss that quite a bit, and that's why I play my Arkham Horror card game because then I get to sit there and I'm like, sometimes I think I just sit there and I just flick with my cards and I'm not even doing anything. <laughs> You're self soothing. Well, and I and I did make a point in 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 uh, in the notes that um, when when you and I played Lagranha and we we had our phones or at least I had my phone on a Zoom where we were playing the game online and then on a on another format we were having this social aspect and I, that was that was a placebo enough for me to to have that that you know somewhat well-rounded out board gaming experience without without the those criteria well, that i said before if you're if you're a premium member on board game arena and i know i think ian you mentioned this too um they do have voice chats within the board game arena and they also have i think a video chat yep. within board game arena that you can use. i know i haven't played around with that because we've usually just done we just set up a zoom yeah and we've kind of just conversed that way and everything um have you tried it much ian the voice chat works fine the, the only thing is is that you kind of need everybody in that chat so as long as everybody can get onto that it's fine you don't really want to leave somebody out though right like you don't want three yeah. out of the four people being able to talk otherwise mm-hmm. just kind of cancel it the my immediate Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, Ian. You were the video is just a really tiny screen, so we don't do the video very much. But the audio, quite a bit. Yeah. My immediate speculation would be that uh, that their server um, traffic, if you, I mean, as well with with the games running, if you add, you know, video and audio uh, um, uh, uh, streams, you know, dependencies on that too, you're going to be bogging down. Something's going to get bogged down, right? Yeah. And uh, so I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind using our, our, you know, video chat outside of the game, just so that we didn't, we didn't uh, bog stuff like oh, that up. Well, and and their users, the number of users in the, that have been directed to this site because of our global situation, has been out, uh, astronomical. Like the, those first few weeks, when they they were not prepared. <laughs> For the traffic. influx of number, yeah, the yeah. number of users, and then they, but they did it right. They went in and said, "Okay, if this is going to be it, we." They they went and changed their, their 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 protocol and and got the server space. So now, hey, if there is seventy thousand people on Board Game Arena, it's still running relatively smooth. We can support it, yeah, yeah. So they so they did it right. They 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 saw the demand. Um, yeah, a place like Board Game Marine is going to really see, like, it, like I wonder how many premium memberships they sold during this time. Like that, that's revenue that they probably couldn't have predicted. Well, and yeah. I, I'm I'm also looking at your next notes here in regards to discussion, and I think that tails into um, uh, that next idea. Like, like they're they've learned as a website that they have to get more servers, they have to get more 
you know, uh, power in the system. And, and with the whole access, the, the user, like the, uh, um, your interface with the website itself is probably going to get better too, as more people are on it and the, and the designers of the website start fine tuning their, their platform. Um, Cause like all the prompts that you're saying, the scrolling and, and um, it can become repetitive, but, but I, once there's a, a group of people yeah, that I'm are familiar, of, yeah, that it's going yeah, to. That, my, yeah. That next point was all about the, um, the actual using of board game arena. Like I've only just ever just played it on my laptop. Yeah. Like I have a, a, a fairly decent sized screen on my laptop. I couldn't imagine playing some of these games on like my tablet or even a mom, let alone my phone. Oh, people do that. That it, well, it, it can support it, it does support oh, it on wow. that you can play it on a tablet and you can play it on a phone, but the amount of scrolling that you would end up having to do, or maybe the screen is just so small. I, I wouldn't be able to, uh, I couldn't find Like I know I have some friends that I've been playing it. They, they play it on their iPad and everything, but they even saying like, they're like, where are you seeing that? I'm like, well, you have to, it's just, I said, it's right there for me. The and interfaces like, oh, no, we might be scroll. different. Yeah. 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 Well, and that might be so, something they learn with the, with the increased demand of, of usability. Right. So, and it's just like, just some, the nature of some of these games, if you want to see another player's tableau, like in race for the galaxy. And I want to see Ian, I have to scroll down the screen to get, to get to Ian's tableau and just see what he's been doing. And then I have to scroll back up. Lagrana is w worse for this because Lagrana has got the main board <laughs> and then there's my play area and my board and then yeah. the cards that I have. And then it's just, I just don't cascades. worry about what other people are doing. <laughs> no, no multiplayer solitaire at best. Yeah, I just let that go. <laughs> but for what it is, for what it is right now, it's been a pretty decent substitute for playing some games that we enjoy physically and yeah. being able to play them with, with, with people like, I can play a game with Ian. I can play a game with Norm and we can communicate via Zoom. The technology that we have nowadays, I couldn't imagine going through a pandemic um, <laughs> and, and, and not having like the internet. <laughs> well, we'd be reading a lot more books. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, there it's a, it's, it's been good. Like it's, I'm, I still can't wait to have people over again to play games. I'm itching for well, that. No, you, just got, you just got your basement. You just got your basement renovated. I know. I know. <laughs> and then the last, if you look at the last games I bought before this, it's like Dune for sale and Dead of Winter, which aren't really two player games and kind of yeah. need a big group. So, ugh. so you're going to need a table that has a uh, seating that's uh, six feet separated from each person. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, what are some games you guys are playing on there? Oh gosh. So I have a very extensive list. Like I have a massive section of games that I've saved as my, my favorites. Yeah, I do too. They're all kind of, they're, they're all, they're all games that like I, I own or I have played. Like none of them are really any outside of, of that. But um, like we mentioned, we've played La Granja. Like I, that, that's just a, like a brand new to board game arena too. Like it was, it just came out. Like I wonder, not too long ago. You know, that really makes me wonder because I think about me and how I, ex you know, experienced this game and said, hey, I want this and I bought it. I wonder how much this site exposes people to these games so that they want 
to have it. Like it'd be interesting to, to see the sales numbers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd be curious. And I've seen lots of discussions about that too, where people are like, "Oh, this will never, this never replaces." But I, I liked board game arena before too, where I could actually like I could play a game that I don't actually own. Like um, I was playing Russian Railroads on board game arena before I ever found a physical copy. And I only played it because, and then I went, I went hunting for it when it, when it did come out. So like, I like to play Russian railroads. Um, Roll for the galaxy is a game that I never got to play very often. And now I get to play it lots on board game arena. Yeah. Yeah, Again, it's it's like not a great two player game. We like, I like playing with lots of other people. Um, Clans of Caledonia is a great it has a great solo mode to it and i have the physical game i could set it up but the setup of that game is quite cumbersome <laughs> we'll let the... i could just load it into board game arena and it's all good to go for me so i played the solo mode on there um quite a bit i could go on for i'm not going to take up much more time of like some of my favorite games zolkin zolkin plays actually really quite snappy yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, board game arena. Well, just, except for it has that has that very end game. The end game is just all of a sudden. Well, just yeah. before we forget, um, uh, why don't you just say uh, if you want other people to uh, uh, friend you on there? If you, what's your what's your board game arena username? Ooh, my my username is Mista Rao. So M I S T A R A U, like gangsta it's, it's, Rao. It's, it's very, it's very gangsta. But it's my teaching gangsta name, <laughs> Mister Rao. Cool. Um, Ian, uh, what have you been playing? Um, oh, so I, I thought I'd mention a few games that I actually learned how to play on, on the site. Because, um, like I said, I had a kind of a group at the start there that we play all these neat short games. Uh, we played Six Nymphed, which is a card game have you guys played it i have not i have not it's a it's a pretty neat little card game with a ton of cards and you're trying you're filling up these rows together um and you're trying not to take the rows like it's one where you start with points and then your points go down as you collect cards and you don't want that to happen right because whoever gets to zero that ends the game uh that's been a lot of fun and saboteur is the game i discovered it's, it's one where you're trying to mine through this mine and you're adding cards, but two of the people are saboteurs and they're trying to stop you from getting to the gold. And it's, so the way the mechanics work and who's playing what card to try to figure out who the bad guys are is really neat. So you need like at least five or six people, but it's been, that's been a pretty cool one. I like it a lot. Cool. Yeah, there's there's other games on here that I see that I've kind of like bookmarked that I kind of want to play. Like, um, there's a uh, Ink and Gold. Yeah, that's on here. Too. I want to play. I, I've 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 always I've always wanted to, and so I'll, I'll I'll get I'll get there at some point in time. Oh, I've got so many. This is the this is the platform where I learned how to play Seasons. Oh yeah, that card game, that card game of like magic and whatnot. Um. Sushi Go has always been a nice one where you just get, you pump out a, like three or four games in a couple minutes. Yeah. It's always been fun. Um, I get my butt handed to me in Stone Age quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> there, 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 there's some players out there that are on a whole nother level. 
Oh yeah, that's why I tend to only play with people I know, even on this site. Yeah, uh, one I have I I want to play more of on here is Innovation, the little oh, card game by Innovations on Board Game Arena. We should play it, Negan. Oh, yeah, I uh, I I played that at ToonCon this year. And I hadn't played it for years. Brett has a copy, and we haven't played that in years. And I rediscovered it, and I learned how much I like it. I kind of want to buy it, actually. Uh, uh, Tobago? Tobago's on here? Nice. So many. There's, 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 ton, there's tons of great games. Yeah. Um, you can't go wrong with what's on here already. Uh, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico's on here. That's the last one I played on here, yeah. Uh, da, da, da. yeah, Kalis is on here. The third edition and the fourth edition versions of Through the Ages. <laughs> but you know, it's a good so many so, so so many so many good games. So my overall impression is that it's still pretty good. It's still something I'll probably use, um, even after all of this is done. In, in for the same for the same reasons that I was doing it before. Like I I. Before this whole thing started, I looked back when was the last time that I actually played a game on here, and it was like 2018. Hmm. <laughs> it was like the last time that I actually like played a game on Board Game Arena before all of this. So, like I don't play it very often. Like again, it was just something just to pass some time because I didn't have a, a game night to go to, or I and there was nothing to do around the house here. So if uh, this was a physical board game. I'd probably put it on the top shelf. <laughs> Suits the purpose. Top shelf experience. Game. There you go. Yeah. Top shelf experience. Cool. And it, like I said, they're just they're just been getting better. Like they they've been I think they've been learning with all of this. And so I want to see where where they go with this. Ad. I want to see what new things they kind of they they incorporate onto this. That what's next question? What's next? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So. Well, um, this seems like a really good uh, spot to uh, wrap up a very productive episode. You uh, got anything to, to close off with, uh, Ryan? Not much. Um, thank you to all of our healthcare providers and oh. our emergency service people out there that are still in the front lines. Absolutely. Um, you, guys, you guys are number one in our books. Um, everybody else out there, hope you've been staying safe and, you know, play a game here and there, try to keep your, well, a lot of the big things about this too, is trying to keep your mental well-being under, under wraps. Yeah. Like being stuck inside a house all, almost 24 seven for seven days a week is quite cumbersome. And especially those that have children <laughs> <laughs> and you're trying to work from home with children yeah. Um, hats off to all the uh, at-home working parents that are also trying to homeschool their children out there. It's fun. I don't know how many times that my kids have been in on my video calls with my students and my students just can't get over how cute the kids are and then we can't get anything done. Cool. But yeah, uh, yeah. Hope, hope, hopefully everybody's staying safe out there. We're going to get through this. It'll be over soon. Oh yeah, we'll get through this. We're resilient. Ian, any uh, closing? I don't think so. Thanks for having me on, you guys, and 
again, I just, I'm excited to someday have people over again to play board games. That's for sure. Oh, it oh, seems absolutely. like a long ways away. I want to finish Clank Legacy. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> There's uh, we only got we only got like three games left. I'm trying to figure out a way how I can how I can multi multi camera set up the game so because that's one of my favorite legacy experiences. So um, yeah, so that's a good closing. We're just we're just cringing for more game time experiences uh, is pretty much the uh, the going uh, sentiment I think. Um, that being said, uh, thank you for listening. I'm Norm. I've been Ryan. And I'm Ian. And we'll catch you later. We are Bridge City Board Gamers, and you can find us on Twitter at BC Board Gamers, on our Facebook page, Bridge City Board Gamers Community, and on our YouTube channel, Bridge City Board Gamers, and follow us on our Board Game Geek Guild, where Ryan posts daily content. That's Board Game Geek Guild number 3039.